I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Joshua chapters 12 through 15. We've got a big old list of defeated kings in Joshua chapter 12 as the Israelites move into Canaan. Verse 1. Now these are the kings of the land which the children of Israel smote and possessed their land on the other side, Jordan, toward the rising of the sun, from the river Arnon unto Hermon, and all the plain on the east. Sihon, king of the Amorites, who dwelt in Heshbon, and ruled from Eror, which is upon the bank of the river Arnon, and from the middle of the river, and from half Gilead, even unto the river Jabbok, which is the border of the children of Ammon, and from the plain to the sea of Kinneroth on the east, and unto the sea of the plain, even the salt sea on the east, the way to Beth-Jeshemoth, and from the south under Ashdoth-Pisgah. And the coast of Og, king of Bashan, which was of the remnant of the giants that dwelt at Ashtaroth and at Edrei, and reigned in Mount Hermon, and in Salkah, and in all Bashan, under the border of the Geshurites and the Maacathites, and half of Gilead, the border of Sihon, king of Heshbon. Them did Moses, the servant of the Lord, and the children of Israel smite, and Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave it for a possession unto the Reubenites, and the Gadites, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. And these are the kings of the country which Joshua and the children of Israel smote on this side Jordan on the west, from Baal-god in the valley of Lebanon, even unto the Mount Halak that goeth up to Seir, which Joshua gave unto the tribes of Israel for possession according to their divisions. In the mountains, and in the valleys, and in the plains, and in the springs, and in the wilderness, and in the south country, the Hittites, the Amorites and the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The king of Jericho, one. The king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, one. The king of Jerusalem, one. The king of Hebron, one. The king of Jarmuth, one. The king of Lachish, one. The king of Eglon, one. The king of Gezer, one. The king of Deber, one. The king of Geder, one. The king of Hormah, one. The king of Arad, one. The king of Libna, one. The king of Adullam, one. The king of Mekadah, one. The king of Bethel, one. The king of Tapua, one. The king of Hefer, one. The king of Aphek, one. The king of Lasharon, one. The king of Madon, one. The king of Hazor, one. The king of Shemron Meron, one. The king of Akshaf, one. The king of Ta'anak, one. The king of Megiddo, one. The king of Kedesh, one. The king of Jachneam of Carmel, one. The king of Dor in the coast of Dor, one. The king of the nations of Gilgal, one. The king of Tizra, one. All the kings, thirty and one. Well, as you can see, in this chapter we have the uh, recap of all those kings defeated by Moses. Well, that's in verses 1 through 6. 
And then those kings defeated by Joshua in verses 7 through 24. There were 31 altogether, according to verse 24, under Joshua. That's not counting Og and Sihon, who were under Moses. We find the defeat of kings Og and Sihon on the east side of the Jordan in Numbers chapter 21, verses 21 through 35. Those victories came under the leadership of Moses. Now, the victory over Jericho is in verse 9, recorded here, was under Joshua's leadership in Joshua chapter 6. Joshua then went on to take Ai on his second attempt in Joshua chapter 7 and 8. The remainder of these victories came in Joshua chapters 10 and 11. But we aren't finished yet. Chapter 13, verse 1. Now Joshua was old and stricken in years, and the Lord said unto him, Thou art old and stricken in years, and there remaineth yet very much land to be possessed. This is the land that yet remaineth, all the borders of the Philistines, and all Geshurai, from Sihor, which is before Egypt, even unto the borders of Ekron northward, which is counted to the Canaanite five lords of the Philistines, the Gazathites, and the Ashdothites, the Eshkanites, the Gittites, and the Ekronites, also the Avites. From the south, all the land of the Canaanites, and Mirah, that is beside the Sidonians, unto Aphek, to the borders of the Amorites, and the land of the Giblites, and all Lebanon, toward the sunrising, from Baalgod, under Mount Hermon, unto the entering into Hamath. All the inhabitants of the hill country from Lebanon unto Mizraphothmaim and all the Sidonians, them will I drive out from before the children of Israel. Only divide thou it by lot unto the Israelites for an inheritance as I have commanded thee. Now therefore divide this land for an inheritance unto the nine tribes and the half-tribe of Manasseh, with whom the Reubenites and the Gadites have received their inheritance, which Moses gave them beyond Jordan eastward, even as Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them from Aurora that is upon the bank of the river Arnon and the city that is in the midst of the river and all the plain of Mediba unto Dibon and all the cities of Sihon, king of the Amorites, which reigned in Heshbon unto the border of the children of Ammon and Gilead and the border of the Geshurites and the Maalkothites and all Mount Hermon and all Bashan unto Salka, all the kingdom of Og and Bashan, which reigned in Ashtoreth and in Edrai, who remained of the remnant of the giants, for these did Moses smite and cast them out. Nevertheless, the children of Israel expelled not the Geshurites, nor the Maakathites, but the Geshurites and the Maakathites dwell among the Israelites until this day. Only unto the tribe of Levi he gave none inheritance. The sacrifice of the Lord God of Israel made by fire are their inheritance, as he said unto them. And Moses gave unto the tribe of the children of Reuben inheritance according to their families. And their coast was from Aror, that is on the bank of the river Arnon, and the city that is in the midst of the river, and all the plain by Mediba, Heshbon, and all her cities that are in the plain, Dibon, and Bamoth Baal, and Beth Baal Meon, and Jahazah, and Kedamoth, and Mephaoth, and Kirjathaim, and Sibma, and Zarath Shahar in the mount of the valley, and Beth Peor, and Astoth Pisgah, and Beth Jeshemoth, 
and all the cities of the plain, and all the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites, which reigned in Heshbon, whom Moses smote with the princes of Midian, Evi, and Rechem, and Zer, and Hur, and Reba, which were dukes of Sihon, dwelling in the country. Balaam also, the son of Beor, the soothsayer, did the children of Israel slay with a sword among them that were slain by them. And the border of the children of Reuben was Jordan, and the border thereof. This was the inheritance of the children of Reuben and their families, the cities and the villages thereof. And Moses gave inheritance in the tribe of Gad, even unto the children of Gad according to their families. And their coast was Jazer, and all the cities of Gilead, and half the land of the children of Ammon, unto Aror, that is before Rabbah, and from Heshbon unto Ramoth Mizpah, and Betanim, and from Mahanaim unto the border of Deber, and in the valley Betharam, and Beth Nimram, and Sukkoth, and Zaphon, the rest of the kingdom of Sihon, king of Heshbon, Jordan, and his border, even unto the edge of the Sea of Kinneroth, on the other side, Jordan eastward. This is the inheritance of the children of Gad after their families, the cities, and their villages. And Moses gave inheritance unto the half-tribe of Manasseh, and this was the possession of the half-tribe of the children of Manasseh by their families. And their coast was from Mahanaim, all Bashan, all the kingdom of Og, king of Bashan, and all the towns of Jair, which are in Bashan, threescore cities. And half Gilead, and Ashtaroth, and Edrei, cities of the kingdom of Og and Bashan, were pertaining unto the children of Makar, the son of Manasseh, even to the one half of the children of Maker by their families. These are the countries which Moses did distribute for inheritance in the plains of Moab, on the other side Jordan, by Jericho eastward. But unto the tribe of Levi Moses gave not any inheritance. The Lord God of Israel was their inheritance, as he said unto them. Well, as I introduced this chapter, I said there's a lot more to do. Well, we see that here. God reminds Joshua as he points out that Joshua is old. Verses 1 through 7 indicate the land that is yet to be conquered. And then we get a recap of the land already allocated to Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh in verses 8 through 12. Now, verse 13 tells us that a couple of Canaanite tribes were not driven out as God had commanded. Interestingly enough, we see from 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 3, that David's son Absalom was... It says, the son of Maacah, the daughter of Tamai, king of Geshur. As a matter of fact, Absalom actually fled to Geshur, and he hid out there from David over in 2 Samuel chapter 13, verse 37. Now, notice that the tribe of Manasseh gets split up by the Jordan River. As a matter of fact, Manasseh is often referred to as the half-tribe in the Old Testament. Some have mistakenly thought that the designation referred to the fact that both Manasseh and Ephraim were sons of one of the twelve sons of Jacob, and that's Joseph. Instead, however, the half-tribe designation refers to the fact that half of the tribe inhabited land on the east side of the Jordan River, along with Reuben and Gad, while the other half inhabited land on the west side of the Jordan River. As such, they functioned independently. Now, this agreement for Reuben, Gad, and half of Manasseh to inhabit land on the east side of the Jordan was negotiated with Moses all the way back in Numbers chapter 32. We get a detailed recap of the property allocated to Reuben, Gad, and, of course, half of Manasseh on the east side of Jordan in verses 15 to 32. 
Reuben's in 15 to 23, Gad's in 24 to 28, and Manasseh's in 29 to 31. We saw in this chapter two references to the tribe of Levi in verses 14 and verse 33. It seems that they're still left out of the property allocation because it says in those verses, God himself is their inheritance. Now, if you'd like to see a map of the final allocation for Israel, then check out the notes for the commentary on Joshua chapters 19, 20, and 21, and there you'll find a map. And uh, the final property allocations are listed there. All right, it's time to kick off on chapter 14 here. And we start with another clarification on which tribes stayed east of the Jordan River. Verse 1. And these are the countries which the children of Israel inherited in the land of Canaan, which Eleazar the priest and Joshua the son of Nun and the heads of the fathers of the tribes of the children of Israel distributed for inheritance to them. By lot was their inheritance, as the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses, for the nine tribes and for the half-tribe. For Moses had given the inheritance of two tribes and an half-tribe on the other side Jordan, but unto the Levites he gave none inheritance among them. For the children of Joseph were two tribes, Manasseh and Ephraim. Therefore they gave no part unto the Levites in the land, save cities to dwell in, with their suburbs for their cattle and for their substance." As the Lord commanded Moses, so the children of Israel did, and they divided the land. Well, here's an overview of the allotment again. So here we have it. Half of the tribe of Manasseh, the whole tribe of Gad and Reuben, settled east of the Jordan. And again, we see in uh, verse 4 that uh, the Levites, well, they get nothing. Repetition, I guess, is the key to learning. In chapter 14, verses 6 through 15, we see that old man Caleb calls in his marker from 45 years ago. Verse 6. Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me, and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to espy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and thy children's forever." because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now for war both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. For thou heardest in that day how that the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed them, and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh Hebron for an inheritance. Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. 
And the name of Hebron before was Kirjatharba, which Arba was a great man among the Anakims, and the land had rest from war. Well, Caleb, he may be 85 years old, but his memory is great. Caleb wants what was promised to him by Moses 45 years ago. The only reference we have here to the promise is in Deuteronomy chapter 1, verse 36, where Moses is reviewing the rebellion after the return of the spies in Numbers chapter 13. He's just reviewed how this rebellion caused a whole generation of men to die off without seeing the promised land. And then he says, Save Caleb, the son of Jephunneh. He shall see it, and to him will I give the land that he hath trodden upon, and to his children, because he hath wholly followed the Lord. Now keep in mind, only two men, except for the Levites, are above 60 years of age in the camp of Israel, and that those two men are Joshua and Caleb. So Joshua said this to Caleb, You take it, and it's yours. He was old, but he was feisty. He took Hebron for his inheritance. Hebron was just south of Jerusalem on the same mountain range within the same territory given to the tribe of Judah. That was his native tribe. Now, Caleb gives us some valuable historical information regarding the length of time it took to conquer Canaan, or at least up to this point in time. Notice verse 10, it says, And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. From this verse, we can calculate that the conquest of Canaan so far has taken seven years since they began. Now, that's calculated as follows. 38 years in the wilderness since the return of the spies, which Caleb states was 45 years ago. That's a difference of seven years. In chapter 15, we see the tribe of Judah gets its property allocation, beginning with verse 1. This, then, was the lot of the tribe of the children of Judah by their families, even to the border of Edom, the wilderness of Zin, southwest, was the uttermost part of the south coast. And their south border was from the shore of the Salt Sea, from the bay that looketh southward. And it went out to the south side, to Ma'ala Akrabim, and passed along to Zin, and ascended up on the south side into Kadesh Barnea, and passed along to Hezron, and went up to Adar, and fetched a compass to Karkaah. From thence it passed toward Asmon, and went out into the river of Egypt, and the goings out of that coast were at the sea. This shall be your south coast. And the east border was the Salt Sea, even unto the end of Jordan. And their border at the north quarter was from the bay of the sea at the uttermost part of Jordan. And the border went up to Beth Hagla, and passed along by the north of Beth Arabah. And the border went up to the stone of Bohan, the son of Reuben. And the border went up toward Deber, from the valley of Achor, and so northward, looking toward Gilgal, that is, before the going up to Adumum, which is on the south side of the river, and the border passed toward the waters of En-Shemesh, and the goings out thereof were at Enrogel. And the border went up by the valley of the son of Hinnom, unto the south side of the Jebusite, the same as Jerusalem, and the border went up to the top of the mountain that lieth before the valley of Hinnom westward, which is at the end of the valley of the giants northward. And the border was drawn from the top of the hill unto the foundation of the water of Nephtoah, 
and went out to the cities of Mount Ephron, and the border was drawn to Baalam, which is Kirjath-Jerim. And the border compassed from Baalah westward into Mount Seir, and passed along into the side of Mount Jerim, which is Kesalon on the north side, and went down to Beth Shemesh, and passed on to Timnah. And the border went out into the side of Ekron northward, and the border was drawn to Shikron, and passed along to Mount Baalah, and went out into Jabnael, and the goings out of the border were at the sea. And the west border was to the great sea, and the coast thereof. This is the coast of the children of Judah round about, according to their families. So what is it exactly that Judah got for their inheritance? Well, these verses read like a legal description on a deed. Now, again, if you click on the link that I gave you earlier, to Joshua chapters 19 to 21, you'll see there the allocation of territory to the tribes of Israel. I've developed a map that I've posted there. Now, in Joshua chapter 15, verses 13 through 19, we see a surefire way to impress your future father-in-law. Verse 13, And unto Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, he gave a part among the children of Judah, according to the commandment of the Lord to Joshua, even the city of Arba, the father of Anak, which city is Hebron. And Caleb drove thence the three sons of Anak, Sheshai, and Ahiman, and Tamai, the children of Anak. And he went up thence to the inhabitants of Deber, and the name of Deber before was Kirjoth-Sefer. And Caleb said, He that smiteth Kirjoth-Sefer, and taketh it to him will I give Oxah my daughter to wife. And Othniel, the son of Kenaz, the brother of Caleb, took it. And he gave him Oxah his daughter to wife. And it came to pass, as she came unto him, that she moved him to ask of her father a field, that she lighted off her ass, and Caleb said unto her, What wouldest thou? Who answered, Give me a blessing, for thou hast given me a south land. Give me also springs of water. And he gave her the upper springs and the nether springs. Well, Caleb's daughter, Oxah, she must have been quite attractive. Eighty-five-year-old Caleb said that the man who conquers Kiriath-Sefer, a.k.a. Kirjath-Sefer, he gets to marry his daughter. Well, it turns out it was her first cousin, Othnael, who does the job and earns his bride. She makes a request of her dad, though. She asks for running water in verse 19. Well, nothing too good for the daughter of Caleb. Caleb, of course, complies, gives her the upper springs and the nether springs. We get a recap of this territory, of this story, in Judges chapter 1, verses 11 to 16. We also see in Judges chapter 3, verses 7 through 11, that Othniel would later become the first judge of Israel. Then we have the dividing up of Judah's territory among the clans of Judah in verses 20 through 63. This is the inheritance of the tribe of the children of Judah, according to their families. And the uttermost cities of the tribe of the children of Judah toward the coast of Edom southward were Kabzael and Eder, and Jagur, and Kina, and Dimanah, and Adadah, and Kedesh, and Hazor, and Ithnan, Ziph, and Telam, and Baaloth, and Hazor, and Hadatah, 
and Kerioth, and Hezron, which is Hazor, Amam, and Shema, and Moladah, and Hazergada, and Heshmon, and Beth Palat, and Hazer Shual, and Beersheba, and Bizjothjah, Baalah, and Iam, and Azim, and Etalad, and Kessel, and Hormah, and Ziglag, and Madmana, and San Sana, and Labaoth, and Shilam, and Ain, and Rimon, all the cities are twenty and nine with their villages. And in the valley, Eshtaal, and Zoriah, and Ashna, and Zanoah, and Enganim, and Tapua, and Enam, Jarmuth, and Adullam, Sokah, and Azikah, and Sharaim, and Adithaim, and Gedaram, and Gedarathaim, fourteen cities with their villages, Zenon, and Hadashah, and Migdalgad, and Delion, and Mizpah, and Jachtael, Lachish, and Bazkath, and Eglon, and Kaban, and Lamam, and Kithlish, and Gedaroth, and Beth Dagon, and Naamah, and Mekadah, sixteen cities with their villages, Libnah, and Ether, and Ashan, and Jephthah, and Ashnah, and Nezib, and Kelah, and Ogzib, and Merishah, nine cities with their villages. Ekron with her towns and her villages, from Ekron even into the sea, all that lay near Ashdod with their villages. Ashdod with her towns and her villages, Gaza with her towns and her villages, unto the rivers of Egypt and the great sea and the borders thereof. And in the mountains, Shamer and Jader and Silcah and Dana and Kirjath-Sana, which is Deber, and Anub, and Eshtamah, and Anum, and Goshen, and Holon, and Gilo, eleven cities with their villages, Arab, and Duma, and Eshion, and Janum, and Beth-Tapua, and Afika, and Humtah, and Kirjatharba, which is Hebron, and Zior, nine cities with their villages, Maon, Carmel, and Ziph, and Jutta, and Jezreel, and Jogdaem, and Zanoah, Cain, Gibeah, and Timnah, ten cities with their villages, Halhul, Bethzur, and Gedor, and Maaroth, and Bethanoth, and Eltakon, six cities with their villages, Kirjoth Baal, which is Kiriath Jerim and Rabbah, two cities with their villages. In the wilderness, Betharabah, Midden, and Sikaka, and Nibshan, and the city of Salt, and Engedi, six cities with their villages. And for the Jebusites, the inhabitants of Jerusalem, the children of Judah, could not drive them out. But the Jebusites dwell with the children of Judah at Jerusalem unto this day. Well, we see in this chapter that Judah got a proportionally larger territory than would seem justified based just upon their population. 
These verses show us how the individual clans within Judah were allocated real estate. How about those pesky Jebusites? Some folks just don't know when it's time to leave. Now, verse 63 is a little bit curious. And of all places, Jerusalem. Looks like a bad case of Jebusitis to me. (laughs) I laugh every time I say that. We aren't told any details regarding Judah's failed attempts to drive the Jebusites out. As a matter of fact, they stayed there for another three or so centuries. Another attempt is made in Judges chapter 1 where we get to verse 8 and we see this. Now the children of Judah had fought against Jerusalem and had taken it and smitten it with the edge of the sword and set the city on fire. But then when we get over to Judges chapter 1 verse 21, we read this. And the children of Benjamin did not drive out the Jebusites that inhabited Jerusalem, but the Jebusites dwell with the children of Benjamin in Jerusalem unto this day. Now, later on, King David finally seizes control of Jerusalem from these Jebusites in Second Samuel chapter 5, verses 4 through 10. Uh, furthermore, the site on which the temple itself was afterwards built belonged to Orana. He was a Jebusite. David, however, bought it fair and square, pardon the grammar, in 2 Samuel chapter 24, verses 18 to 25. Jebusitis, you got to love it. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Faith Bible Church, Paul Walton.